0: Welcome, welcome to Push to Shout podcast. We're coming at you live with the controversies of ourselves and of the internet. Uh, we've got Million Dollar Extreme making a big return. Big news on that later. Uh, we got Telltale, The Order eighteen eighty six. A lot of news. Well, not a lot of news. That's 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 it for the news actually. But we do have news about Square Enix. And Brutalcom Powder, our very own Brutalcom Powder, who is sitting here with me live on the internet. Well, not with me, but on the internet. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, he's forgotten that he's on Push to Shout, or Push to, push to Talk, rather. And so he's only oh, talking I see. on YouTube.
1: Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Brutalcom Powder. God damn it. Okay. And this won't be this won't be the first time that you forget to do that.
0: Uh, yeah. Go ahead and do well. Fuck it. Just just start. Start. Let's
1: get right out of the gate. Yeah. In our legal troubles. Okay. Well, our you didn't get a call from a lawyer. Well, okay. So like two hours ago, I get a call from uh, Square Enix, a lawyer from Square Enix, and then he basically says that you've committed. Two counts of copyright violation and committed perjury on your counter notification, and if you don't, um, what well, if you don't comply, we'll be forced to go to court. Which, of course, I don't want to do. So, yeah, the stream of life is strange. The leaked version is no more, but it was uh, very, very surreal. I did not. Expect I gotta that say, to you're,
0: you're being a big pussy.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, they're a huge company, and it's it's kind of scary when when you get a call like they, that. They
0: scared you into submission. The,
1: the funniest thing was that I was... Okay, folks, we're going to get a little steamy. I was actually, like, with a girl at the time. Who? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> naked, and I get a call, <laughs> and I have, to, I have to listen to this shit. Like... It's so. It was so weird. It was what did they say? I'm still trying to absorb it. Like they said a few things. They, for one, they did say that uh, we listened on episode 16 of your pod show, (laughs) and that's a
0: push to shout podcast.
1: We listened to episode 16 of your pod show, and um, you admitted to hacking the game, which I think they were going. That's what they might have meant by like copyright violation, even though I didn't make that mod. That um, unlocked the episode two of the game. Um, they were pretty clear that I was still allowed to talk about it and everything, and you know, say what's in it at my own discretion. But yeah, they they had a problem with the footage. Which of course they wouldn't have a problem with the footage if the game was any fucking good. But oh well, it's it's it makes sense, I guess. Well, like it's it- for one, it wasn't a review. It was a full stream, an entire playthrough of the game with me talking over it, and there was no legal way to obtain the game. So, yeah, this isn't like the hatred thing where I feel like I've been wronged legally. It's just scary.
0: It's an unfinished product, and uh, what you saw was not indicative of the pro- final product. I'm sure. Uh...
1: Well, I've been well, I've been throwing it back and forth whether I wanted to do like an actual proper review of this game on the main channel. And uh, yeah, I'm totally gonna do it now. I'm gonna pinch the biggest shit on uh Life is Strange possible. But that should be fun. It will. It'll be a blast. And I'm also I'm preparing a, f- a funny bit for uh for when the official episode two of Life is Strange comes out, and I will be streaming that. So y'all have that to look forward to. Well, I, I gonna think be funny. I, I
0: think out. you should go to court with them so that I mean, think of the viewers. Think, wow. of, well, think the of the publicity.
1: All, I, all it did entail is um, publicly outing myself and um, probably losing the case.
0: <laughs> Think of the headlines, though. GamerGator taken to court by Square Enix over yeah, hacking...
1: Game, game Brave game developer fights back over GamerGate hacker troll brutal computer. <laughs>
0: all right, what else did you do this week?
1: Okay, so I don't remember... Uh, this has kind of been on my mind for the past two hours. It happened like two hours ago. I should keep reiterating that point. This is like extremely recent. This is
0: happening live, folks.
1: <laughs> it basically, and who knows? Maybe that guy who was talking to me is watching right now <laughs> because he did shout scam out to through episode Square 16. Enix's legal team. Yeah, big shout out. Um, I did see Birdman yesterday which recently won the Oscar for best Picture and it was in, it was incredibly good. It was really really good. Um, have you seen the the cinematography for it? It also won best cinematography, but it's shot to look like it's all filmed in one shot, one continuous tracking shot. like there are no obvious edits and cuts. It's only made to look that way they, didn't, they could that wasn't they couldn't actually do that. But I had it's really more. Seamless.
0: I had more important things to watch than the Oscars that night, uh, which I'll get to later. But uh, I also have not seen Birdman. I haven't even seen a trailer. I have no idea what Birdman is. I've heard it's weird. It's But other than that, I don't know.
1: It's really good. It's not that weird. It's a little bit weird. But um, like the basic premise is um, kind of a washed-up superhero actor is trying to reclaim some artistic integrity by adapting um, a short story by an author he really liked um into a Broadway play and that's that's the premise I recommend everybody see it as fast as you can it's really 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 good incredible and Michael Keaton is the um is the star of it which you know he of course played batman in Tim Burton's Batman movie um it's it's just like that little tongue and cheek undertone is there the whole time and it, it really feels just authentic in every way and it's like, unlike so many of the best picture winners, like uh the master or things like that, it is as unpretentious as it comes. It is a fun movie, just the whole way. That's Everybody always nice to see, see in Everyone the award shows. Man. They don't. If I Sounds think of good. something if I think of something else later, I'll say it, but that's all I can. I was remember. thinking
0: like part of the reason I didn't watch the Oscars, besides the extremely important thing I had to watch instead, was that uh i had i don't think i've seen a single movie that was nominated no the grand boot of Testo hotel i think that's like the only one i've seen um I, I guess interstellar was nominated for soundtrack or something but like i i just had no skin in that game and like i haven't seen that that movie that made that had took 12 years to make Boyhood. that apparently isn't that good and i haven't seen martin luther king uh movie or anything so, so yeah uh so whatever but uh is that it
1: yeah, I, if I think of something else, I'll say it, but... We'll
0: probably go back to the Square Enix I, thing, because... Yeah,
1: I'm still kind of wrapped up in yeah. the Square Enix thing, because it, again, happened like two hours ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, you were having sex two hours ago.
1: Well, that was... It was after that. It was <laughs> It was the... It was the we, it was, okay. We, <laughs> it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest fucking thing. I, I was, like, lying there, just kind of relaxing... And then I get a phone call, and it's like, um hello, Mr. my name um i, I this is blank from square enix i, I believe you know that what this matter is about, <laughs> oh my God, okay, whatever.
0: I believe you know why we're calling, yeah,, uh, good for them uh <laughs> they did their research. they watched our pod show they did they i think the we should show. call we should call it a pod show from now on, actually that I like that a lot better than podcasts. I'm disappointed that we didn't think of that during the naming process. Um, all right. I'll, I'll go over my, my week. I don't have a whole lot to say. Um, I don't have anything nearly as exciting as a legal dispute. But uh, I have started playing. I bought the Mass Effect trilogy because, I don't know, I wanted to buy something. And uh, I like it a lot so far. I've only played probably two or three hours of, of, of the first game. But like the first and unlike, second
1: are really good.
0: Yeah, I, I've heard the third is good up until the end, basically. Yeah. But uh, unlike the Knights of the Old Republic, after finishing the game, I was like, I want to pick that up and play it some more. Um, I I don't dislike Knights of the Old Republic, but every time I've played it, I've just stopped and never had interest in going back to it. Um, I don't know why. I th- I think. Well, I think I kind of figured it out. I think part of it is that. I think I've talked about this t- before too. I don't want to know more about the Star Wars universe at all. I'm like, the whole appeal of sci-fi to me is f- learning about the universe. And so, when I'm presented with a Star Wars game where the main appeal is learning more about Star Wars universe that's created by people who weren't involved in the creation of Star Wars, it just, it doesn't interest me mm-hmm. very much at all. Uh, and, uh, Mass Effect, on the other hand, it's, it's a completely new universe. It's, it's, it's very, uh, it's more fun to just kind of explore and find out and, about like it, And
1: to be honest, it's a better, more interesting universe than Star Wars lore-wise, at well, least. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's the impression I get. I mean, I just I have no interest. Like, besides the fact that it feels like fan fiction because it basically is. I mean, the Star Wars games and the and the novels and all that stuff. Uh, the Star Wars just like by its inherent nature is just good guys versus bad guys, and really. Yeah. Just, you know, I mean, it, it, it's not meant to be anything interesting. It's not meant to be, like, politically crazy stuff. But, like, Mass Effect, on the other hand, is is made to be that way. And uh, so I, I I like it a lot so far. I'm going to play a lot more of it. I've been streaming it. I'll plug my Hitbox channel. Um, I, I've been streaming it, and I'll, I, I plan on continuing to stream it. So check me out. Um, another cool thing that I did is for Christmas I mentioned that I bought my uh, – my sister and brother-in-law, a uh, a copy of Rhythm Heaven Fever for their Wii that they never use, and uh, finally we got a chance to play it together for the first time. They they hadn't they hadn't even opened it yet, and uh, I went over to their place and 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 put it in and started playing it. And like at first, like they were just kind of like not all that interested in. Right when I started playing it, I mean, like right when I started hitting the like you know it like does the test where yeah. it tests like your beat. They were like totally disinterested. They were talking to each other. I start doing that test, and they're both like, "I want to do this." <laughs> I was like, "Well, okay." Um, and so we we got through like the first couple of like sets of games up to Remix Two. My brother-in-law beat Remix Two, and then I, it was late, and I had to leave. But uh, it, that that is a really fun game. I, 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 oh, God, I, love God, I can't so get much. over it. it so much. <laughs> it's awesome. They they had so it was so awesome to see people who. Especially my sister, like, they just don't care about video games. The only game my sister's ever played was sometimes she would play, like, Spyro with me on the PlayStation when when we were really little. And then, like, she played, uh, like, uh, one of the Zelda Wii games at some point and liked it. But seeing her, like, pick up this game and, like, get frustrated with it and have fun with it and stuff, it was just really fun to see someone who just doesn't have any, like gaming experience play this game and have a lot of fun with it i I that game is perfect for everyone i love that game i, I just can't say any, it, like enough good things about it
1: coincidentally i actually did fire that game up again for the first time in a few months and play it again it's so, yeah i was oh, t- it's so good
0: I, I was talking about like when they were, t- they were they were talking about just how hard it was and stuff and i was like yeah the the guy i do the podcast with he uh he has like perfect medals on all all of these <laughs> mini games and they were like what the fuck <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um it, that's hard to get. It's Yeah. It's like, a tough game. Um the if if you're not familiar, audience, with the way the perfect system works, I think it's a really cool system and more like music rhythm games should do it this way. Um, you can't just perfect the song and then get credit for getting it perfect. Because like if you'll remember something like Guitar Hero, or at least I remember doing this in Guitar Hero and Stepmania and stuff is you can just play the same song over and over and over again until you finally get it right. But Rhythm Heaven doesn't let you do that. You get three chances. Like, a random song will pop up as being, like, perfectable, and you have three chances to do it. And um, you have to get the perfect in those three chances, otherwise it moves somewhere else. So you have to be consistently good. You can't just brute force your way through it until you finally get the muscle memory right. It's a... it tests your rhythm in a very pure way that I didn't
0: you. know it was that in depth because like I, I was noticing some like inconsistencies with like the scores and stuff that it would give us and I was going like I, I it, it, it there's something weird going on here I didn't know that it had that much of a sophisticated like I guess scoring yeah. system passing system it's
1: it it's uh it makes a big deal about mastering the different techniques so sometimes in a song it'll go like do 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 just for an example, and you have to hit the change-ups. You can't, like, if you mess up the whole change-up section but do the rest of the song well, you'll still get a terrible score. Yeah. But if you mess up a couple notes in a lot of sections, you'll get a better score. Like, it, it really prioritizes consistency.
0: The one with the damn monkeys around the clock, where it does the two that have Monkey the offbeat. Watch. Holy shit!
1: God! I, I, that took me
0: so long like i had to sit there for a while like listening to the demo go and just like it's like okay da, 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 da and just like think about it in my head what the rhythm was just so that i could do it like it makes you it just made like I, i've just never had to do that kind of thing with a beat before where like you incorporate the off beats and you actually think about it um yeah. cuz like when you're just listening to a song it just naturally happens you're tapping along to the song but when when it's just the beat by itself it it gets really complicated um i i like that game
1: um yeah, it that is a game that anybody can play. I I let my uh, grandpa play it and he was getting into it. It was funny. Really? Yeah.
0: That's cool. Um so that's it for video games. I uh I mentioned that I had something extremely important to watch during the Oscars and uh that is the WWE Fastlane pay-per-view on its way to WrestleMania next month. Uh it was bad. Wrestling's bad. Uh, wrestling really sucks the writing is bad the acting is usually bad but worst of all is like i i have to talk about this um go ahead we're gonna bleed viewers for the next few minutes because i have to talk about this uh fucking okay imagine you're watching the wire and you've got your favorite characters like you know like omar and stringer bell and stuff and like these characters that aren't necessarily good guys but you like them a lot And then they introduce a new character in the fourth season or something, and the actor isn't any good, and the writing for that character isn't any good. And you're sitting there going, like, this character, like, I don't care about him at all, but they keep on showing him. He keeps coming back in every episode and just ruining everything. And then Omar and Stringer Bell and all of your favorite characters get together and talk about how just great that other character is and how he's the best and that is what Roman Reigns is in the WWE fucking last night they get on there and they get people to just talk in his face like they got Paul Heyman to get up there on, with a microphone and say you could literally beat every wrestler who's <laughs> ever wrestled in history you are the best wrestler of all time that is literally what they said and, and everyone hates and everyone's just booing and it's like what the fuck are you doing? It's the worst and he's going to be in the main event of like the biggest wrestling show of the year, which is ridiculous. Fuck wrestling. Fuck that company. I hope that they They're doing they end it up to actually get you
1: riled up and it's working. Well,
0: that's 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 what you hope, right? Like that's that's the hope is like, okay, maybe they actually have something like really clever where he's going to become the bad guy. But it I have my doubts because they they seem to make some really stupid decisions uh in the writing of that show. Um
1: I like how you but compared damn um, WWE to The Wire. <laughs> I had to I had to
0: bring it down to your level, you know. It's, oh yeah, it's, yeah.
1: That's yeah. okay. I mean, not everybody uh, can have you know the patrician taste you do.
0: Sure, uh, but yeah, wrestling sucks. Don't don't watch wrestling. Don't get into wrestling because I mentioned on my Twitter, it's like watching a car wreck that just never ends. Every week is another roll over and 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 it's just getting worse and worse and you can't stop watching it's unbelievable like (laughs) god damn you're just watching them like destroy all of their best people like the 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 best actors the best wrestlers they sit there and they they like don't give them any screen time they they make them look bad and then they bring up these wrestlers that suck and they act like they're the greatest thing ever and 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 you just know it's going to get worse
1: yeah. <sighs> so um, that's, that's my WWE I update. I remember something else about TV, um, now that you mentioned it. Um, better Call Saul, episode four, came out. Again, I don't want to spoil the show because it's really good, but it was good before. And I was let me take off these uh, kekky WWE <laughs> memes. Um, it was good before, but I still, it still felt, for lack of a better word, felt a little plotty. Like there were cool twists and turns and little nice cameos but it didn't feel like it was touching on like the meaning of it all all that clearly yet Mm -hmm. this episode it found its heart absolutely like i i had no idea that it would wind up kind of getting getting into the the, i don't want to you know i'm at the risk of sounding pretentious oh fuck Um, you (laughs) at the risk of sounding pretentious, now it was actually able to get into some of the, the deeper struggles of Saul's character. And like, you you can see a kind of pain. He's not happy with who he is and he, but he embraces it anyway. It's really, really interesting. And this is the first episode that really like, you know, grabbed that bull by the horns. It was extremely good. Now I think it's, an absolute necessity to watch. So yeah, that's Good. my Better Call Saul account for this week.
0: I'm gonna have to watch that. I just don't know if I'm gonna I'm probably just gonna wait for it to, to be out on like Netflix or some shit. That's part <laughs> just of the I fun don't...
1: though, because few people do um like cliffhangers as well as Vince Gilligan. So that that's always yeah. part of the fun to like
0: Well like with Breaking Bad I got in a few seasons in. So like at first I was binge watching it but then I was watching it live and like waiting between those episodes made it so much more exciting and fun. Yeah. I, I did I did enjoy that. And like going on the internet and like talking talking about it to people. Uh God damn it. Maybe I'll just have to start watching it.
1: Yeah, I it's don't know. it's good. I recommend it. And the plus, thing is, plus all of them, if you don't want to um if you don't want to torrent them, all of them are available to watch legally on AMC's website for like a limited time um like the older episodes are gonna expire sometime soon but um right now i'm pretty sure all of them can be viewed
0: i'm surprised to see that because they 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 stopped doing that like around like the writer's strike i think was like like came about because of that like back in like 2000 god damn how long was it like 8 2008 or something um
1: i think it was like 8 or nine or seven. The, or seven I think days. I think
0: that writer strike was initially about writers not being reimbursed had, for it the. It had to
1: be two thousand eight because I was still in middle school then.
0: Yeah, they they were showing the shows on their websites for well, not for free. I mean, you you still watch ads with them, but they were streaming it on their websites, and the writers weren't getting credit for those views or whatever, and and so they went on strike. And I think that was just like part of it, but uh, after that, it didn't happen anymore. Like <laughs> the only I think the only websites that really did it were like. I think South Park continued to do it because the creators had some kind of like contract with Comedy Central where they they said that p- people could upload their their episodes online or something like that. But like you you'd see them upload clips of shows but not entire episodes anymore. And uh it's nice to see that happen again. Like fucking HBO Go was like probably the thing that's going to open the floodgates where I mean, they they announced that they were going to uh allow allow streaming on without having to have like a cable subscription stuff on their website. I think that's going to be, I think you're going to see a huge, huge turn. Yeah.
1: Like, um, you know, everyone who owns a lot of content would be a fool not to copy Netflix's model at this point. Like yeah. if you have the original shows to support it, then yeah, that that's clearly the way to go. And that's how Netflix is basically supporting its biggest cash cows, like house of cards and orange is the new black and stuff. Those it doesn't actually need all the movies because people can watch movies in all kinds of ways. The reason that Netflix is becoming so huge is because of those original shows and AMC has probably better shows than Netflix does. What with Mad Men and Better Call Saul now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope AMC sticks around because they, they've made some really good stuff in the recent several years. Um, So uh, I guess we'll transition into some news. Do you want to start with this first item we have or do you yeah. want to save it for last? You wanna start with it?
1: Yeah, I th- yeah. Well,
0: I'll, I'll let like you take it. it away because I'm I'm not very knowledgeable about okay. it.
1: Okay. So Jace Connors, AKA parkour dude ninety one, aka uh commander of DeagleNation, Nation, aka future Navy SEAL Marine Assassin Commando was a hoax. And you might be thinking, Well that's obvious. I remember when I was uh first introduced to jace connors that was my immediate reaction to him like this is clearly fake there's no way this is real this is too good to be true but it's unlike any other hoax i've ever ever heard of um he did it for four years and he was streaming sometimes like multiple times a week for like six hours at a time and um, there was like a docs released of him with an actual phone number you could call and his mom was on the answering machine, the same voice that was in his videos, and a house registered to the Connors. Like, it was incredibly consistent. The more you found out, like, six-hour live streams where he puked into a cup and drank I heard about some of these and, live streams, he like, yeah. pissed himself on the floor. I mean, it was... the. Unlike any other hoax, the more you dug into it, the more credible it became. Most any other hoax would fall apart under that kind of intense scrutiny. Um, the only people, and I think you might be one of them, and I'm not trying to shit on you or anything, but <laughs> if you're not shocked by this, you didn't know enough about Jace Connors. And um, the the most interesting part to me is that MDE, Million Dollar Extreme, was behind it uh, the whole time. Um Sam Hyde said in uh, one of his streams a, a few months ago that there were at least one secret member of uh, Million Dollar Extreme that he couldn't talk about, and that was him. Parkour Dude 91 released a video and it had Million Dollar Extreme's logo in it. It's 100% official. So, it, I mean, th- this is the most impressive piece of performance art i've ever seen like this puts abramovich to shame the artist is present got nothing on this
0: yeah i I did a little research because i mean you mentioned him on the on the podcast before and i looked up his youtube channel and like watched 15 seconds of a video and just and just browsed around his youtube channel for like you know 30 seconds and to me just from that initial impression it was like okay this guy's just he's a parody of of GamerGate guys and whatnot like like the, he's got like mountain dew doritos all that kind of thing but then as i started doing research after you told me about this uh last night i started doing research and people were talking about how far like like you said how far he took it in order to sell that, that he's an actual person right. yeah um so i can understand how someone who's like following it consistently would say like there's no way this guy's fake just because of the things that he would have to be doing to 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 fake it uh but ironically to people who aren't that aware of him it seems fake right away yeah um that's the, I, that's
1: I, the only reason this isn't like fucking front page news in national newspapers is because to any like reasonable person who just finds out about it it's like okay clearly this guy's messing around but i mean it's honestly the most impressive thing i've ever seen on the internet <laughs>
0: that's that's a statement yeah um i mean it is it is it is i i only started watching million dollar extreme videos like a couple weeks ago really uh and i'd seen a few of them in the past like the one where they interview people about fashion (laughs) um which is a really good yeah the williamsburg you should look up million dollar extreme and watch their most popular videos um they uh i i started really liking it like sam Hyde, i really i really liked his style of humor which is basically just like you can't even tell who he is because he's just always parodying someone. And, uh, and he gets, I mean, like their whole thing is that they get like really in character and they go out in public and they act like they're these real people who are just obnoxious people. And, uh, and they go, I mean, they go all the way with it. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy sometimes. That, that TEDx talk, I watched that one today where he, uh, what was it? 2070 paradigm 2070 shift. 2070 paradigm shift. Uh, <laughs> he gets he gets up in front of a TEDx audience
1: and tells everyone to pat their backs because they're saving the world. Um, it's pretty. It's You're drinking pretty bulletproof coffee. You're getting high off the sound of my voice. It's I'm like a good public it, it is speaker. like it is like real life
0: South Park. I mean, it, it, he
1: it's, it's the same kind that. of humor,
0: but it but it is the same kind of humor as South Park to me because it's like on the one hand it's shock humor, but it actually is like. Really, really biting, like satire, oh,
1: yeah, a lot of it is, and um speaking of the satire, uh a little before this came all this stuff came to light, um Jace Connors entered into the the arena of gamergate uh and challenged Brianna Wu to a street where street race for hashtag gamergate and threatened to uh kill her assassin's creed style it it was hilarious. And of course, Brandon we took it seriously or at least pretended to take it seriously. and um yeah, so game journalists picked up on it, which was apparently the plan the whole time. So this one I game journalist it. I love it this one game journalist tried to interview him, and he was trying like you could tell that he thought he was just gonna clean up with this Jace Connors guy, but he didn't get the um the mentally ill person he was expecting. He got somebody who was way sharper than him who was able to (laughs) just completely shit on him and he was just going for oh my every low blow imaginable like he tore this guy's ego apart The,
0: the best part is that he like he stays in character as this guy who's like homophobic and stuff but but he he completely drops the the aspect of it where he's an idiot. Yeah. So so he's he's making legitimate arguments against this guy. But but he's staying in character and it, it's pretty good. One it's, of the best
1: parts of it, and we'll probably link it. One of the best parts of it to me is when um the guy was trying to justify subjective journalism, and the, he's like, "Have you ever heard of Gonzo journalism?" And then he says. Oh, yeah, you watched uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas in film school. Wow, you're a gonzo journalist now. <laughs> Why don't you suck your dick or whatever? I, he was so funny. I can't do it. It's, I could not ever possibly do it. Justice, I, my favorite part. Seen it was so good.
0: I liked where he got his mom to come on and say, Oh, You're yes. aware
1: that Jesus...
0: Jesus believes marriage is between a man and a woman, right? And like it was just like this really awkward thing. Yeah, and like his mom, I guess, is just totally in on it. Or I don't know. It's 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 pretty great. Uh,
1: yeah. I, uh, what I, was I, the guy's name? Ruben something.
0: I, yeah, I don't remember Ruben something. You're uh, Ruben. I, I I can't say. But something uh,
1: with Ruben. Just search for if you want to like see it before we put the link up. Um, just search for like Ruben Jace Connors
0: yeah uh and uh the ride's not over (laughs) yeah to me the best part is that the ride isn't over because they're clearly planning for more uh there's a uh a gawker article right now uh that interviews this was supposed to be like when the, the story broke i guess and maybe it was like the original break of the story but this this gawker journalist uh interviews them and gets a bunch of quotes of them, and it's like a clearly like biased reporter. First of all, like he's talking about how Gamergate is like you know a a, a group that 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 gained its notoriety through harassing and doxing women in game development. I mean, just the classic shit. And then he uh, and then he quotes <laughs> he quotes the various members of Million Dollar Extreme as saying like, "Yeah, we just uh, we got on the wrong side of Gamergate. You know, <laughs> we started to... getting threats by eight
1: chan." I've got the and... quotes up here. <laughs> Um so for if you know Million Dollar Extreme and you know their sense of humor, there is absolutely no way they Zero way. this at all. No chance. And that's that's a great thing. But here's what they said. Um he was talking Gamergate here, this is what he means by that. Gamergate realized I was making fun of them with those videos, Rankowski said. This is his real identity. I started it as a joke, but it's become far too real, and I wish I could take it all back. I received a letter in the mail with a picture of me from my high school yearbook. It said I shouldn't have fucked with Eight Chan. Some kids stood outside my window throwing pebbles, and, so- <laughs> and someone knocked on my door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it, it's funny because if you if you watch Million Dollar Extreme. Like you just know that this isn't them. Like this is a obviously a character that they're that they're being interviewed as, and uh and the 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 journalist has no idea, and he's writing the article as like this word of warning against like uh, uh trolling online and and GamerGate and all this stuff, and like he's just playing it completely straight, and you can just tell through each quote that they're that they're setting up this bullshit <laughs> story, and I hope like my my God, my hope is that they're going to various journalists and doing interviews and stuff and then like later on they're just going to come out and say it was all bullshit in some way. I...
1: They're going to be doing a stream tomorrow, um, Million Dollar Extreme and um, Jan Rankowski at 6pm Eastern. I'm definitely going to be watching it because it's going to be great. A million Dollar Extreme, like, Million Dollar Extreme rarely ever streams. So many streams in that sense. But, um... So yeah, it's a it's an event when they do something like this. So that's something to watch out for. This is just so good. It's so good in so many ways. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah, I uh, I am looking forward to see what they have planned because they obviously have something planned. And, one of my
1: uh, favorite moments of uh, Paul Paul in the chat pointed out that the guy's name was Ruben Barron. Um, one of my favorite parts of the Jace Connors Ruben Barron exchange was uh, when. The the journalist Ruben Barron was trying to talk about the threats that Jace Connor's made against Brianna Wu, and um, Jace was was saying like it's just a joke, and Ruben said, "Yeah, but um, you you threatened a friend a friend of mine," and then oh, yeah, <laughs> and then Jace is like, "Oh, so y- so you you said that she is your friend." Oh, so you don't th- you you're on the record now that you're writing a story about your friend, and you don't think there's a problem there at all. And then he's like, "Well, uh, mm, yeah, I'll put in a bit about um about a disclosure." Like he wasn't even that didn't even occur to him. That's the th- it's so funny. It was effortless, effortless to uncover the corruption there.
0: I'm I'm not convinced though, and and maybe that this maybe this is my. Uh, this shows that I'm a little naive about how autistic people can be on the internet. I am not convinced that this Ruben guy is real because he just seemed so. He is. I mean, he is. he's an idiot. He's real. He's a real life idiot. Like he's just not smart. He is stupid, and very obviously so. Um,
1: one of the funniest things. I'm not sure if Brianna Wu has since um since talked about this, but. The funniest thing is that he basically put himself out there and said that um, she's his friend, and I don't think she even acknowledged the exchange that happened or what he was. Doing. I wouldn't if I were her. It, I like, it, so when honest.
0: when Brianna Wu thinks that you look bad, then you're in trouble. That's not.
1: <laughs> and one of my favorite bits. There's so the whole thing is great. Everyone, even, it's pretty long, but you everyone should watch the entire thing. Um, one of the greatest parts was toward the end where he was actually being speaking kind of like frankly and was like, none of this would have happened if you just treated me with some respect. Like from the immediately he was just trying to shit on him. So I, he got exactly what he fired. It was great. The whole thing.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I really, first of all, I really like that, that this has led to people realizing that Brianna Liu has, has uh, filed a restraining order apparently against a completely fictional yeah. character, um, which I already suspected. Like you said, I already suspected that it was fake, but I didn't really have any, I didn't really know what he had done or who he was. But like, that's hilarious, first of all. And my hope is that it will lead to more hilariously embarrassing things such as that. Uh, I, God damn. Thank thank you, Million when Dollar was, Extreme.
1: This article I'm reading says that um, that Jace Connors was 20 years old. He's clearly not. Like, yeah.
0: what?
1: He's not 20? D- did they believe him when he said he was 20? Probably. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I could talk about this all night because it's great, but we should probably move on to something else now.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, unfortunately, we don't have that much else to talk about because it's been a pretty slow week uh so fire up your questions chat uh but <clears throat> I, I, this isn't really news but i thought i'd mention it i don't know if there's anything to say about it there's news definitely not anything to say about it unexpected that news. that hasn't already been said but breaking news this is a uh, bigger surprise than million dollar extreme and all that stuff the order 1886 turned out to be a bad game uh which nobody saw coming uh it was a short and bad game that had no replayability and was completely linear and full of cutscenes which i just whoa
1: you know whoa i'm gobsmacked the best part of all this though or the worst i guess is the um the devs well i guess you can't really blame the devs for trying to defend their game but the people who are taking the devs seriously when they're defending their games shitty length um, with all like, I know one guy, hip hop gamer, said that um, it was similar to racism to just be negative toward this game just for the sake of it, and that the industry that... needs some positivity.
0: Like, I didn't watch that video, but I saw the the title of the video, and I that felt that felt like it was total cynical, just clickbait shit to me. Like that seemed like it was totally on purpose to go viral and get a bunch of views because it, it, no no one can be oh, that yeah. ridiculous. Here's a piece
1: of shit, and. The, like I don't know. I don't even. You can't even engage that point. Legitimately. I mean, the, what is but, the point? What the, it doesn't make any
0: sense. Like just from a very basic standpoint, it it has no. <laughs> there's no connection between racism and hatred for 1886. But yeah,
1: uh, and I'm somebody who owns a, a Bloodborne Station Four, and I I I am not interested in this game at all. Like, I would have every reason to be excited for this because it would finally give this um, black box that's sitting at my feet um, a video game to play. But it's you can smell that shit from a mile away. They, yep. They've never showed anything that looked anything but Gears of War and The Last of Us if both of them were distilled and made worse.
0: <laughs> yeah basically uh, Gears of War steampunk. except not fun it's and steampunk. Last of Fun except not interesting yeah steampunk you can uh, wear goggles and, and fly zeppelins and, uh, I and
1: I haven't seen the ending um, but from what I've heard it's like a clear setup for a potential sequel that they want like it's obviously alluding to a new game that they're going to try to make um, there's very little that's more satisfying than a really bad game trying to set up a sequel and then failing because then it can, it can't even stand I love on that its too. own as a bad game. <laughs> it had to like you know that's not getting. A it sequel, had like... further ambitions that also won't come to fruition.
0: Yeah, uh, goddamn! I, I it's it's amazing that games like that actually get to the point where they're released and and nobody along the way just says, well i mean i guess they must have known like it's just like this isn't a good game this this nobody's gonna like this because what's to like you don't even tell a good god damn it it's just it's just amazing that games like that can be can be made just like five hours of boring
1: yeah and it's like people shit on the last of us i think undeservedly i enjoyed that game it wasn't like a masterpiece, but it was it was fun. I think it was a good story too. Even that game, which was very linear, it didn't bother me so much because they still tucked little notes and crevices and there were some stuff that you didn't quite have to see. Everything we've seen from this is like you're walking down a hallway and even that's like a scripted cutscene. Like, you know, something might come out from the edge and then it's another scripted scene and scripted scene after scripted scene. The whole thing is basically like... David Cage with some Gears of War segments. Or is yeah. it David Cage? I don't remember that guy's name. David Cage
0: was the one who did uh... heavy
1: rain and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, except games like that, or if you're going to be pedantic, interactive stories, they don't bother me so much because they don't even try to conceal what they are. They're very upfront about the kind of experience you're going to be in for. The order was, except for the you know boilerplate cinematic experience buzzwords. If you picked it up, you would probably think that you were. If you didn't know about it beforehand, you would think you were getting a video game.
0: Yep. So a lot of people probably got burned on that too, because like, think of all the people who bought PS4s who aren't like, you know, following the game industry, uh, you know, like in tune with this stuff. How many of them bought a PS4 and th- there's not that many games to play for it? And they said, "Ooh, a new game for the PS4," and they bought it, and just <laughs> they're just playing this steampunk fairy tale. Five hour boring piece of shit.
1: Yeah, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> well, at least I have the you know luxury of being informed about this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that would uh, be
1: really disappointing. <laughs> drop I feel sixty bucks on that.
0: I feel kind of. I, I feel like the PS4, if they well, Bloodborne's probably gonna help, but they're they're not coming out with anything to like fight xbox one i, I guess they xbox one isn't to, coming out really? with a whole lot either but yeah but i mean i don't know xbox one sale put put them ahead at least for like a month or two um but i don't know you, you have to keep on putting out good content or else i don't know we'll
1: yeah. see i'm, I'm still so early hoping, um speaking of like future content that this will be like a test case almost for sony like they've got Bloodborne and the Order coming out pretty close to each other, they couldn't be more different as games. Um, they can clearly see that the Order was a failure now, at least critically and hopefully commercially too. This is a clear example of ballot by dollar, and I think we might get a favorable result in that election.
0: Yeah, yeah. I. We
1: said it before. I hope Bloodborne is
0: is good. I think it will be. Um,
1: I know um some guy, um, Carlos, who goes on the mumble. He desperately wants it not to be good because then uh, he would have a reason to uh, want a PS4, which of course you know cost, cost Dosh. So
0: yeah, I mean I'm kind of the same way. Like I don't want to pay that much money to play one game. But I really want to play that one game. It's like the only game I'm looking forward to except for Metal Gear Solid Five. So Yeah. It's kinda yeah. And maybe uh Segwaying. Maybe Grand Theft Auto Five, which has been delayed for the PC uh another I think two weeks today. Wait or for real? Yesterday. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. They delayed it again. But like I think it was a really short delay. I'm pretty sure it was two weeks or something. Like it's not huge, but goddamn. Fuck's sake. Just like i I would still rather have red dead redemption for the, for p c anyway, oh, absolutely. just come out with that, please, I, God damn it, I want that game for p c so bad Ugh.
1: Well, i Rockstar probably could have gotten more people to double dip or triple dip if they just made the p c said up front that the p c release was going to come out um you know months ahead of the the next gen release. Because, you know, when I thought at first it was going to be a difference between, say, November and uh, January, it was clear, you know, just wait for PC. As it gets on to April, I wouldn't do it because I'm not going to waste my, my money. But um, it would have been more tempting. And some people probably would have succumbed to that temptation and dropped their 60 bucks.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you're right because mostly... I think there's some people who probably get to this point where like it got delayed for the first time and they said, all right, screw it. I want to play it right now. And and they bought it for, you know, current consoles. And, and of course the, I think that, yeah, the new gen version is already out for the, for the, uh, well, actual current consoles. Um, And uh, so I, I think they probably got a lot of people buying that instead of the PC release if they were waiting for the PC release. Because it's like, well, fuck it. Now I just have to fuck it. But uh, I I wonder how many people I, I do wonder how many people buy three versions. How many people buy it for I for next gen and then now. PC? Yeah, probably. I probably know one or two. <laughs>
1: Double dipping would feel icky enough to me, but uh, triple dipping I could never forget. Yeah, that. like I
0: think I'm gonna. This is probably gonna be one of the only games in history that I'll ever actually buy twice because i i I do want to play it for the pc like i think i i I think i will enjoy playing it for the pc so
1: triple dip are going to pay 180 dollars (laughs) for it's pretty good (laughs) oh yeah i played it on the 360 because my brother um got it for the 360 when it came out and I, i had a lot of fun with it but you know it's not worth uh not worth um jumping the gun on just to play it earlier
0: Yeah, well, uh, speaking of things probably not worth buying, uh, Telltale apparently is coming out with another thing. Uh, Just recently they they announced that they were making a Minecraft game because everyone wants that. Uh, And now, have you
1: read about this new thing that they're doing? I'm reading the link that you put in. What is
0: this? I, I don't know what it is. I don't think anyone knows what it is. I'm, I'm not even sure the people making it know what it is. It, uh, it seems to be a, a normal Telltale game or a Telltale-esque game uh, that is episodic and released alongside an episodic, maybe not television show, but show, non-interactive entertainment. <laughs> uh, and they tell a story side by side which just sounds dumb to me.
1: Yeah, like, it sounds really stupid, but (laughs) I still kind of admire the trying.
0: I mean, at least they're trying something new, but at the same time, it feels to me like one of those things that you, like, you take it to a board of... Like, even the way that they talk about it in the interview, it's like you're talking to a board of executives who doesn't know anything about video games, and you're like, it's this like, you're combining... The interactive new way to, to, to experience media, and you're combining it with the current popular television show, and it's just, like, those don't need to be combined. So and plus, like, playing a Telltale game is already like watching a television show, practically. You're just interacting with it. That's the whole point. So why would – why even make another – why make a television show alongside? Why not just tell the story all in the game?
1: This I, is- This is kind of this is what Kevin Bruner of Telltale is saying. It is a super show episode combines one part of interactive playable content with one part of scripted television style content. Both pieces, when combined together, are what make an actual super show episode. So at first, when you were describing it, I was thinking, okay, maybe like one story in the game or in the show. And then like the other thing will, you'll know, maybe you'll get with a side character for a little bit and see a different perspective, but it seems like they're both like they said um, combined together. Like they're inseparable almost. I don't know. I'll probably, I'll look at it and play it, but I guess,
0: anyway. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have zero interest in it except just to find out what the hell it is. Um, and whether anyone likes it or not. But it,
1: Apparently this one is gonna be an original IP from them.
0: Yeah. Uh although they're partnered with like whatever that other uh Landscape. yeah, so I don't know. I don't know who will take claim ownership over the <laughs> over the name, but I don't this know. It's it's weird. It's very weird. And I, I I'm still blown away just by how many games Telltale is apparently making. Uh, assuming that they might be making sequels to not only Walking Dead, but also that, uh, what is it? The Wolf Among Us. And then they just came out with the Game of Thrones and they're making the Minecraft thing. And aren't they making something else too? Like, I, Jesus, how big are they? <laughs> you know, like this is the, they, they can't, I don't know. I, 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 that's a weird company doing some really weird stuff.
1: Um, speaking of Telltale, what happened to um, Tales from the Borderlands? It's been like a while since they've released a new episode. It's I don't they've know. only released the first one, right? I yeah.
0: I have no idea. You would know better than I do, probably.
1: Yeah, Game of Thrones already saw a second episode, but Tales from the Borderlands is still this. Were they even planning the on that being
0: episodic in the oh, same yeah. way that? Yeah. Okay.
1: It was. It was always meant to be episodic. Like you could see the episode names and slots and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they don't make anything but episodic games, but it's kind of maybe. I'm I'm gonna hold out hope on this one because the first episode was so good. Um, I'm thinking that they're devoting more effort to it because they know that they've got something good there. Um, Game of Thrones wasn't that good, and you know they don't really need to refine it into something respectable but tales from the borderlands episode one i really enjoyed so if they're trying to give it a um wolf among us treatment and put that extra effort in there to make it good then that'll be a good thing but you know that being the clearly better game it's a shame that it's taking so long for it to get its second episode while the bad one already got a second episode oh well
0: (laughs) we'll see I, I, hopefully, maybe they're maybe they're working on their new engine. I doubt
1: it. May that would that's a long time coming. So yeah, that would make sense. Um, did I talk about? I don't know why I'm saying this now, but did I talk about the new 3ds last week? Probably. I don't sure know. I did. I'm just gonna say it. Um, my friend got a a new 3ds XL, um, which has like a C stick nub on it. And I thought that it was actually like a, a stick, like um, like another circle pad thing, but it's actually not. It's almost like a laptop track nub. It feels really bad and gross. I was super excited to get the new 3DS. I'm not really that interested anymore.
0: I, I mean, I yeah, I've seen the little nub, or I've heard of it. But it seems like that's just for, like, camera movement mostly, or at least in most it of the is, games that have like, been implemented. It, it's,
1: so... pa- it's passable, but, like, I don't know. It... The PSP and PS Vita have already done dual analog solutions on portables. And it's just really no reason not to. It could have just been in a, a tiny gate and just move a slight distance. It just feels weird.
0: Yeah, it, uh, that is kind of weird. Saying it's because...
1: bad, it works. And it's clearly better than not having one, for sure. But it's not, it's not the killer app I thought it was.
0: Yeah, I, I hope... Uh... I don't know. I feel like there, there's got to be some reason that they didn't use just the system that the Vita uses, which is just the, you know, it's like that, uh, fuck, what do you, I don't know what you would call it. It's like a joystick, but it's flat. Uh, or at least that's how it used to be. Yeah, uh, that was the
1: PSP. Um, and that's basically what the main analog uh, stick, the circle. Yeah, I guess the Vita has like a full-on, full-on, full-on yeah, like, controller stick. The Vita has actual stick. joysticks. Yeah. They're tiny, but they're actually, you can... You know, they they kind of are on an axis and can move in every direction. Um, the 3DS circle pad just slides along a two-dimensional axis, which is fine. Um, it works. It's totally okay. But, yeah, it's not really a big deal. Just it probably keeps it cheap. Noting. Yeah, yeah. And that is a that is a big point. I, I'm not sure if the Vita is still more expensive, but I know it was for a long time.
0: All right. Do you want to... Do you have anything more to say about squaring this?
1: Um, I mean, not, it's kind of weird to even think about in the first place. Um, I guess I do want to say that the guy, again, I want to say that the guy wasn't like a dick. He was kind of matter of fact. And, um, he also explained to me what was still okay to do, which I appreciated. And, uh, I'm allowed to say anything that was in the game. I'm allowed to give a review-like opinion of it. He didn't exactly say whether I could use the footage in a review, but I'm not going to test it. Uh, Yeah. The only real problem I have with it is that he said that I committed perjury in my counter-notification, which I absolutely did not. (laughs) Um, I didn't lie at all. It's one thing that it's a dubious claim to fair use if it's a full stream and if it's uninterrupted gameplay. I get that. I totally get that, and plus that it was a leaked game. But to say that I perjured myself, I I didn't appreciate that. Like at the same time, it's a lawyer, you know, he's clearly clearly has a horse in the race. I'm not meant to take his word as gospel, but I'm not willing to let it go before a judge to let that actual judge, yeah. Take the race. <laughs> I I mean, obviously I
0: you shouldn't fight it like that's that that would just be either expensive or
1: that like funny or big of a deal
0: yeah but it that is a classic case of legally scaring someone into submission but i mean that's because it works i I understood what was going on you don't have a choice
1: i even said to the guy like because one of the things he said was um like uh none of us want a lawsuit and i said yeah i don't either i'm just a guy and, you know, I get that it would I, – I basically – I forget exactly what I said because I was kind of, like, not freaked out, but it was a very surreal moment <laughs> just in general.
0: Well, it's crazy that they went through the effort they did, that they looked they, up our podcast and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's crazy.
1: That, to me, suggested they were ready to go to court.
0: Like, yeah, picturing a lawyer or, I don't know, legal intern or whatever, sitting there watching our podcast looking for, like, incriminating – like that, over one video of their game, when I mean, there were probably plenty of other videos too. Like yours, definitely wasn't the only one. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, and of course, one thing. And because I confirm from the horse's mouth itself, I can say this: um, the game is shit. It's horrible. This yeah. would not be a problem if they had a good product that they were sitting on. The only reason they have to bother um enforcing their copyright is because it's a bad game, and no press of it is or at least no uninterrupted gameplay of it's gonna be favorable or at least no uh none commentated by me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i whatever it's a fucking video game video
1: I'm gonna change my bio on uh on push to shout uh number one threat to square Enix's brand. Yeah, I mean, apparently, I mean they they
0: spent a lot of time. They had to have to to just sit somebody there and watch got, our somebody fucking podcast. Got paid to do it, yeah, that's crazy they, to me. They
1: made more money for watching our podcast than we've made for making it, which is zero dollars.
0: Yep, good that. for them. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, I guess we'll take questions from chat. I had to fucking ban like everyone in my armor group because they were spamming the fucking chat. So oh, fuck really? you. Fuck you, armor group that I play with and i usually enjoy. Yeah, uh and
1: if you guys if you guys ask questions about that call, I'll probably remember more of it. I'm just it's kinda hard to try to remember it all as a s as a concrete singular thing.
0: Yeah. Uh so hopefully you have uh some questions lined up, chat, because I told you to do this. I told you to get questions ready. And if you haven't already been banned, I'm gonna start banning. So <laughs> ask questions. Uh, so that we have something to talk about for the next.
1: I'll uh, be, I'll be, I'll be looking through um half hour,
0: forty five minutes. Today, um,
1: today's a casual cast, but it has been, it has been, been a, a really slow
0: cast. week in video games.
1: Uh, um, one thing that happened was uh, um, Binding of Isaac Rebirth is going to get a DLC, a new DLC called Afterbirth. I th- Wait, is Afterbirth the one for Rebirth or the one? I forget what it's called, but rebirth is getting new content and the programmer on the original flash version has been like brushing up his programming skills and now like he himself is taking it upon him to release an expansion for the original game which is a kind of strange thing to happen but from what i understand he wasn't actually like involved in the development of rebirth um so yeah it's good that he's still uh you know, in the game, and he seems to have even gotten better as a programmer, which was good because the programming in the first one was pretty janky. I'm always excited for new Binding of Isaac content because the best part about that game to me always is getting items and having no idea what they do <laughs> and having to figure it out as you play. Yeah. Um. So yeah, any any new item is always refreshing to have in that game, especially you know huge releases like that.
0: Yeah, I I haven't played that since I last talked about it. Like months ago uh i don't know i i understand the reason for the like restrictive four-way shooting (laughs) that it you know forces you to do like you know it's not like it's not meant to be the kind of game where you can just shoot exactly where you aim uh you have to kind of work around your restrictions but i really don't like that like I don't like having to shoot at ninety degree angles. It's it it drives me crazy. As well, someone who really, don't. really, really loved geometry wars and played that for like hours on the uh Xbox three sixty, uh it's painful to have to shoot in ninety degrees.
1: Well you can like your momentum affects the angle of the shot.
0: Well, sure, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like I
1: Yeah, like as far as the directions. I don't I think, think it's a bad test. game.
0: I just think that like my own my own experience with games kind of similar to how it plays makes it hard to play because it's like it's like going back a few steps even though I mean that is part of the point is how restrictive it is I do really enjoy though getting more and more powerful and like going through and just figuring out how stuff works but in the end I just I just don't have that much fun playing it
1: yeah that is fun Uh, one thing I did this week that I forgot to mention was got the um, DLC for Mario Kart 8 that has like um, it's got a, like three maps. Danica Patrick. It's got no, it's got three maps that are um, two maps that are from previous Mario Kart's that are like remade in Mario Kart Eight style with all kinds of crazy gravity shit and and things, and then there was a new map that was just made for the DLC, and then there was a Zelda level. And then, like, four more levels that I didn't play yet. But the Zelda level was pretty cool. They put a lot of effort into that. It added Link as a character into a Mario Kart game, which is kind of funny. This is old news. It came out a while ago, but I'm just playing it now. Um, and, like, when you're on the Zelda level, all the Piranha Plants are replaced with Deku Babas, and um, the the coins become rupees. Like, it, it's a fun little thing. It's, it's, it's fun. And there's just a, a massive floating Master Sword that's the size of... Um, like several human beings. It's just, it's silly. It's silly Mario Kart stuff, but it's, it's fun.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't know that game had any DLC. Um, does Nintendo typically do stuff like that?
1: Um, fire emblem awakening was their first like major flirtation with it. And they did some not so good stuff with it. There were new levels that they released, uh, through that. And a lot of new levels that they released for free, but there was DLC that you could buy that just lets you grind experience faster, yeah. like you know, and get gold faster. So that's fun. They, d- yeah, <laughs> but you don't have to do it. Thankfully, in fact, you're if you do it, you're basically cheating. So, but Mario Kart Eight is just more content, so that's nice. And then there's going to be another pack coming out that adds like Animal Crossing characters and levels, which is I think is going to be great too. Um, one thing that I just noticed while playing some more Mario Kart 8 is how good the music is. It's it's really amazing. Um, some of my favorite music in a Nintendo game, honestly. The um, Rainbow Road Nintendo 64 version theme is just so great. Um, they the, the band is called the Mario Kart Band, and it's this real jazzy kind of um, upbeat, but also combines a little bit of electronic stuff into there it's really good and as you race the faster you go like the percussion track builds up yeah and if you like get stopped then the percussion drops out and you uh, that is get a, a real sense of the speed
0: that is a really nice trend in games i really 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 like integrating music with gameplay and actually making it like reflect what's happening in the game because like uh well portal did that but i felt like portal well portal 2 did it i felt like they did in kind of an obvious way like it would be like it triggers it to be louder the higher up you are and stuff it was distracting to me like i i kind of liked the idea of it but
1: i liked it a lot but it still wasn't subtle
0: yeah i i I just i i ended up thinking about it more than i just enjoyed it you know like it was just kind of like oh okay there it goes um but the uh the first place I saw it, I've mentioned this before, maybe on the podcast, the first place I saw it ever, and I'm sure this isn't the first time it's been done, but Modern Warfare 2, on the first level of the campaign, you get on some snowmobiles and you're shooting people on snowmobiles, and then you start racing down a mountain, and there's a jump at the end where you have to jump over a gap. And I, I noticed it the first time I played it, and I thought that was really good timing, because it like, the music swells right when you go over the gap, and then it kind of like, Stops for a few seconds and then you land and it, and it continues, you know, um, and I was thinking that was just incredibly good timing. And then I went back and played it and it did it again. And then I figured out that like there's a point on the hill yeah. where it triggers the music to start and it has to be, you have to be going full speed to get over the jump. So it'll be at the same place every time when you go over the jump. And that was like. I, I I was like, holy shit! That's actually like a lot of attention to detail, especially for a fucking Call of Duty campaign. I was really impressed with that. Um, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. That that's like the only place I've seen something like that done, and it's a fucking Call of Duty game. Yeah, but, I uh,
1: like I mean, Banjo Kazooie did it too. Like, um, as you would walk around the zones, or I don't know what the levels are called in that because it's been so long since I played it, but um, like in in the first level, Mumbo's Mountain. If you walk up to where the big gorilla is, it'll the bongos tracks will get a little bit louder, and as you walk away, right, it'll fade yeah. out, and different tracks will come in. I just love it when games do stuff like that. And I, what I really like about the way Mario Kart 8 executed it is the subtlety. It, you, it's easy to miss if you're not actively listening, but you still get the, the benefit of the feeling even if you're not consciously aware of it.
0: Yeah. I, I hope. I hope it gets like a... I hope... There was, I think, um, the people who made Guitar Hero. What are they called? Uh, Harmonics. Uh, didn't they come out with that game, or they were, or was there was an alpha for it or something? Where the whole idea was that you were like, it was a first-person shooter competitive game where you had to like shoot along with the music. Like you could have like a rifle that was like the baseline and stuff. I, I just remember seeing something about it and never like actually seeing gameplay of it. I don't know if they're still even developed. I, I haven't heard anything about it. But that was exactly the kind of game that I've been saying, like, would be really neat to have, like, just as an experiment, like, having to shoot a weapon or, or use some kind of weapon or ability in beat to the music to make it, like, more powerful or something. Like, you get a critical hit if it's a perfect beat, you know? So, like, you're shooting the weapon along with the beat. That would be awesome. And I hope I hope that's actually something that, that comes out. I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything about it. So I, I need to look it up. But uh, that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it was Alarestis who pointed out, um, the Arkham Knight getting a, a mature rating. I don't, I'm not too surprised by that. I mean, the other two were rated teen, but it's not like they were tame by any means. So it's really the
0: rating fun. and the rating stuff can be completely incomprehensible. Like it doesn't yeah. make any there, sense. There sometimes. might be
1: like one scene that the said yeah. it was a little bit over the line and had to, had to rate it that way.
0: And um, I think that their primary demographic is pretty much above eighteen. Like, even though it's a Batman game, and you would think that'd be like popular with kids, I feel like I feel like it's much more popular with adults, at least from what I've if seen. If they're with so. it
1: for Arkham Knight at this point, you're probably dealing with like teenagers yeah. and and young men. Um, somebody asked, "How was the sex? Uh, good until it was interrupted with the threat of leaving." <laughs> <the election." laughs> Actually, um, it wasn't interrupted it wasn't as Our, dramatic as that but. <laughs> yeah shout out to it, the, rs's it was such for a surreal fucking thing <laughs>
0: yeah uh, uh shout uh, out to RS for giving us things to talk about in chat although i don't i'm not aware of any of well, practically any of them so i can't really <laughs> can't really say much about it but yeah i don't know what that's about but the um the Kanye West thing i actually heard a radio ad for that this morning uh, i don't think it was an ad i think it was just like between songs they were, the, comp, the the radio hosts were saying something about it and they they said it was going to be uh a story about him uh about his mother his mother who died like in the last year or so it was going to be you're taking her to heaven I really hope it comes out. I really want that game to come out because a game made by Kanye West. There's been plenty of games made about him, like "Keep Me Out of My Zone,"
1: but Demon Doctor with that Kanye West <laughs> level, <laughs> yeah, which but, in, by the uh, way is amazing.
0: It's one of the best levels, him. yeah. Uh, but I, I, I would love to see a game made by Kanye West. Uh, so hope, at hopefully, at the very he...
1: least, it'll probably be better than uh, the game made by his wife.
0: <laughs> what game? Oh the the yeah the, uh, the Kim the Kardashian
1: microtransaction fest. A lot of people were playing that fucking game. Did you
0: hear about how much money that game was was raking in?
1: Yeah yeah. My
0: God, uh, and like a lot of people started playing it. Ironically, like I heard about game journalists who were like playing it ironically to make an article about it, and then kept playing it for like weeks.
1: Wasn't Lee Alexander like singing its praises for some? Probably. Game? I, Just to I be different.
0: Know. Just to be different. Of course. Uh,
1: Something... The funniest is the journalist who said that, you know, it's not just because it's Kim Kardashian. It actually does some interesting things, but it's it's just a reskin of a game that the same company had already made, but with Kim Kardashian branding. Yeah. And yeah. No coverage of that. Clearly. Which
0: is what most mobile games are just reskins. Like that is. Yeah, and
1: I mean, clear. It's a Kim Kardashian mobile game where you filled with in-app purchases it's aimed at the lowest common denominator complaining about it in and of itself isn't like a a new thing but for them to try to like rationalize why they're interested in it why like to rationalize them succumbing to caveman level dopamine hunting um yeah that's pathetic just admit that you're a you're a sheep walking to the slaughter yeah i mean headline on, on um Kotaku tomorrow we and I feel like cheap. most
0: I feel like most of it's just bullshit anyway like they're just trying to to write an interesting article with an interesting unique perspective in defense of casual gamers and it's like fuck off just... Gonzo yeah Gonzo journalism our our, our favorite uh, the uh <laughs> god rest this has pointed out that the uh the game that I was talking about that like you shot to the rhythm and stuff might have been canceled because now they're working on like uh-huh. the new rock band or something. You know, they they sent out that survey that was asking about rock band stuff, so they're probably making that instead. So, damn. But I I I I remember like playing Hotline Miami. I thought that like if 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 your actions actually synced up to the music, it would be really neat. So, I God damn it, someone do that, please.
1: Um speaking of um Rhythm Heaven. I don't think we've seen any new news about um, the Rhythm Heaven 3DS coming out, but uh, that's also on my radar. I'm gonna still be excited for that as the months go ahead. I'm just hoping for an American release. Like we, as far as we know, it's only confirmed for um, for Japan.
0: How hard would it be to import? Because I know that Nintendo really likes to do like well, region locking and stuff.
1: Well, we you'd have to get. I, I'm pretty sure you'd have to get a Japanese 3DS and the Japanese copy of the game. Yeah, like it would be it would be a, a, a substantial hurdle, and I, I wouldn't get a 3DS just for rhythm. Having 3DS, I mean, I wouldn't get a Japanese 3DS. So I already have a 3DS.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that would be really nice if they had. I've i actually thought about getting a 3DS too. They're they're really cheap and have a lot of good games on them, so that would be something to do <laughs> long trips and stuff. But. I never, never actually went through with it. Maybe I will eventually.
1: I mean, now is basically the time. At this yeah. point, there's no. I don't think there's any more risk of them releasing another iteration of it. They've already gone through 3ds, 3ds XL, 2ds, and now new 3ds XL and regular. I can't see another one coming out. This is I can. Probably the time to do this.
0: This is Nintendo we're talking about. <laughs>
1: yeah, but like another one would. It wouldn't even make sense.
0: Yeah, but neither does the Wii U.
1: It does, though. Mm. Like, the marketing for it makes no fucking sense. (laughs) But, like, as a product, it's good.
0: Yeah, I mean, sure. But Anyway, uh, we're running out of things to talk about. Did you hear that
1: the PS4's game-sharing feature was used to delete a kid's Destiny character? oh uh, well for one and this is another thing that i noticed while i was looking through um through these game journalism websites to try to find something to talk about but i am shocked that people are still talking about destiny why
0: people are still playing it
1: I, it's that's amazing to me i and i was so excited for it i was pumped i thought destiny was going to be amazing from the alpha Honestly. And for
0: like for a few days, you were singing its praise, too,
1: yeah it but it it fizzles out really quick, yeah, and uh, yeah, just the fact that people are still interested or even interested for more than a week is really strange to me, but I guess different strokes it happens
0: whenever shit. like any kind of game where there's you collect loot and level up, it seems like there's some audience that so. just cannot stop playing those games, they just find a game and they just keep playing like uh, you know people are still playing the old republic people are still playing the, the elder scrolls online and stuff and these are just games that there's no reason to, to keep like there's much better alternatives out there and just with bigger communities and better communities and but they they keep doing it because it's I guess it's just addicting to collect a loot and whatnot it's weird the
1: judge has asked like at least twice now what's your daily caloric intake what the fuck are you talking about I, dude why? I, w-
0: I wouldn't know. Don't ask dumb questions or you'll get banned.
1: How would I know that? Several? <sighs> a few. <sighs> At least a few.
0: 23. <laughs> um. <laughs> you'd be dead. <laughs> uh. So, I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about? We might end this early.
1: Yeah, but we are uh, going to be doing an after show. Like, yeah. We'll, we'll stop trying to f- fill all the dead air um at that point but yeah so you guys can stick around afterwards and we'll just end the audio version um yeah i don't think there's much left news wise i mean it's so slow right now
0: yeah it's that time of year up until like i
1: I guess a couple things i kind of wanted to say and you know we've talked about both of these already tonight but may as well say more about them um the the Order stuff it feels like we're back in Mass Effect 3 times with gamer entitlement and <laughs> a little seems bit. Like, it seems like it's again journalists rallying around a dev trying to excuse them.
0: I haven't seen as much of that though because at, at least at far first less, it was less. all just negative reviews and nobody was acting like it was a good game. And, the reviews and are all then... negative
1: but they see, they're getting a big platform for like Taking pot shots at the people complaining about the length. And for some reason, like prominent anti Gamergate figures have gotten themselves embroiled in this too. And almost all of them <laughs> are siding with the devs. It has nothing to do with Gamergate, you have to, them, yeah, definitely. Of course. But they just kind of categorically uh, will defend any shitty thing a developer does. It's very strange. Yeah. And I don't like it. I don't.
0: I do get annoyed with the argument that, well, you can't criticize a game because of its length. I, I I think in some cases that might be true. Like when a game is so good that its length it's such a good experience that it's worth the money. So it doesn't really – like Journey. For example. I think someone tweeted me and, and said, so what? You, you don't think that uh, Journey is worth the price? And I said, well, that's not I what have, I'm saying.
1: I've put over 20 hours into Journey because it's replayable. <laughs> it's so fun. It's really good and really fun. And it gives you an incentive to replay it. That's not. But even, even a good if it, comparison, even if it wasn't though, the quality still makes up for the length. If it was a short. exactly.
0: Game. Uh, it, it, the fact that the order is not a good game on top of it being short, and and even if it was like an okay game that people enjoyed, if it doesn't have any replayability and it isn't something unique, like it isn't unique. There's enough. It's steampunk and Gears of War, and from what I've heard, a really, really generic story. So, I, there's nothing to... Like Journey is a completely unique experience. It's something really interesting that I think anyone interested in games should check out, just because it, it, it does something interesting. Even people but, not. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's cool. So,
1: that... It, the controls are so simple. It's, what, two buttons? No, I think it's, it's just the stick and a button.
0: You can jump and do the... Uh, to call thing, the yeah, whistle. Okay,
1: two buttons then. I think. Is the flying a separate button? I forgot how it works. At most, <laughs> two buttons. Ugh. I
0: want to say the flying was bound to the jump button, but, I um, think it
1: was two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's cool. It, it, it did something different and it did it really well. The order did neither of those things and is only five hours long and it's $60. And that's, something
1: that's what they said. They said like, I don't understand, the devs themselves said, I don't understand why people are saying this because um, games got all kinds of praise that were way shorter. It's like they're they're intentionally ignoring the fact that their game costs four times as much as those games.
0: And, and a lot of the games that they use as examples, and not necessarily the devs, but people defending the devs, are, I heard Call of Duty repeated over and over, well, Call of Duty's campaign is really short and people are still willing to pay $60 for that and enjoy it. Well, no, nobody pays sixty dollars for the Call of Duty campaign. <laughs> you know, like there's a whole multiplayer element that that gets way more like a ton of people that I know and just people in general will buy that game and never play the campaign. So it's not even close to a fair comparison. I, I, I can't think of. I, I don't. I don't know if I can think of any other sixty dollar full price game that's anywhere near as short as the order that has no replayability. Uh, that that I would say is and you, yeah. you're like uh, worth the money at all. Uh
1: and whenever you buy a game you you have genre expectations too. Like if you buy an open world game you're expecting a substantially longer game than if you buy something like The Last of Us. That's probably one of the biggest disappointments I had with Shadow Mordor was that it was an open world game but it still only managed to keep me into it for like 20 hours or so. Um you know, you you expect certain things from certain types of games. The Last of Us, I played for half as long as Shadow of Mordor, but still felt quite a bit more satisfied because it actually wound up being longer than I expected a cinematic game like that to be. Yeah. And uh, on on top of that, it it was compelling in the respects that the order isn't. I don't know. Is you can't, come on. But I don't understand how anyone could defend its length. The problem,
0: but, but with Mass Effect three, it was like not only did it get good reviews, it just it, there was this massive, like almost organized and perhaps actually organized um, defense of the game against the critics against against a, a non non-journalistic critics uh criticizing its its ending and people just saying well you're entitled and and uh, the ending wasn't that bad or uh BioWare doesn't deserve all this hate and then they they also turned it into a sexism issue because people were making fun of uh Jim the Hepler. yeah Hepler. uh and and so just everything got thrown in that was like that was like if if someone were to make a documentary about gamergate that would be one of the leading up moments to gamergate like becoming a thing cuz that was like i'd say that was the biggest final straw of like just like all right fuck this, this I, I, I people just completely being fed up with with people who apparently represent their industry
1: yeah the 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 mainstream games journalism narrative about gamergate is that it started in um fall 2014 well i mean the the, the hashtag did. was there. Yeah, the hashtag did, but, you know, it's not like it sprang up out of nowhere. People were clearly getting upset over a long period of time about a lot of things. Um, I don't know. I've said that I don't know like 50 times tonight, at least.
0: That's because we don't know anything in the end. I don't know why anyone listens to our podcast. We're pointless. Um, and so on that note, that
1: Zone of the Enders is short. I've never I'd played actually, it. That actually kind of makes me want to play it now, though, because I've heard it was really good. And if it's just like a quick little thing, I might check that out. Yeah, Kojima made it, so you know, yeah, it's gonna be good.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, has he made
1: anything bad? Answer me that.
0: Not that I've played. There you go. All right. Um, I want to end this before we drag it out too long. Yeah. So, I think what we're gonna do is, well, first of all, I'll just say bye to our audio listeners uh thank you for listening tune in next week and i'm i apologize if you're missing the after show or whatever we're going to call it uh but you can go back and you
1: can just click the video that's right above where you are right now
0: yeah you can just click the video and and get right to it so goodbye and uh have a good week and hopefully there'll be more things to talk about well we had a lot to talk about it just didn't last very long so goodbye and good night Peace.